Well, hello again. Before I have Molly come up, I failed to mention a couple of other announcements that uh, we should really keep our um, hearts for and to remember in our prayers. Becky had to unexpectedly travel to California as her mom passed this past week. Uh, and so please pray for Becky. And uh, Cindy is with us through Zoom. And please remember Cindy and her family as uh, her husband passed away uh, going two weeks now. And so uh, we're still waiting on on um, updates as far as when Tom's service is going to be. Uh, so before I have Molly come up here, let's just have a quick just another prayer to to remember our dear sisters and the losses they've endured. Uh, bless, uh, blessed Heavenly Father, uh, we remember uh, Cindy and Becky at this moment, and we ask for your healing hand and comforting arms to be upon them uh, for the losses that they have endured in, in this time. Uh, we pray that you may be with each respective family and that you may uh, guide them along this way, especially as they're uh, trying to grieve, but at the same time trying to figure out logistics. And so I pray, O oh Lord, that you may sustain them and give them the love that that you can only give, the, the true love that comes from a loving Father, uh, from our Creator, which is you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, I showed this picture to my wife, and she told me that's not a flower, it's a weed. And I was thinking, it's such a beautiful picture because it's a picture of a flower, I call it a flower, growing outside of an area that you would never expect. It's not, it's not around soil. It's not around the typical dirt that you would imagine where a flower would grow, right? It's, it's in an area where, what is this? Maybe it's a deck and, and it's blooming, and the reason why I chose this picture is because sometimes when we experience God, it's in the most unexpected ways, right? It's the most unexpected ways for us to experience God. And, and two weeks ago, uh, I had Molly and the boys, Bobby and I had them over our place. We had dinner and we played games and Molly and I had the chance to, to talk about this to see if she would even be willing to share her story. Because though we're going to be doing this every quarter for a church family to share their story, I want to be respectful that if you feel too nervous to come up here, you're not required to, okay? The, um, but nonetheless, Molly was very brave in saying yes, and, and when I got to hear her story, this is the image that I got in my mind of of uh, the challenges that she faced and how she experienced God in the most unlikely, unexpected ways. So Molly, at this moment, if I can invite you to come up here to, to join me as you share your story. Well, Molly, thank you so much for your willingness and desire to share how you have experienced God through the years. And uh, before we go into your story, maybe you can give us a brief... Um, quick bio of who you are. Yeah. All right. Well, I'd like to start off with, so I'm extremely shy, 10 out of 10 introvert. <laughs> and when you brought this up, I was like, I don't know. And then the boys were like, Mom, come on. You're always telling us to be brave. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh. <laughs> 
So I was adopted when I was six months old by these lovely folk over here. My mom and my dad and my sister are here from mm-hmm. the East Coast. Uh, I was raised in Virginia. Uh, I went to James Madison University for my undergrad. Mm-hmm. And a uh, funny story, I had no plans of joining the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, what had happened was my dad took me to orientation day at co- to college, and uh, they had an ROTC booth set out front, and we walked over, and they're like, hey, do you want to take some fun classes and earn an allowance while you're here? Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. So uh, I ended up signing some papers <laughs> to do ROTC in college, mm-hmm. and we came home, told my mom she was not thrilled. She said, you what? <laughs> um, and then that was the start of my military career. Okay. So when I graduated from undergrad with my nursing degree, that same day I commissioned into the military, and shortly thereafter uh, I was stationed in Hawaii for my first duty station. So just to back up a minute, we talked about bonds, and our Sabbath school story was mm-hmm. about brotherly love. And um, a quick little snippet of my sister and I, we've been close ever since we were little. Yeah. We used to share a bed. And, um, and uh, when she went off to college, because she's six years older than me, I bawled and bawled my eyes out. Mm. I think she has a picture of me carrying her clothes out to the car to bring to college, tears streaming down my face, and her college was ten minutes away. Oh. So that's... <laughs> That's how close of a bond we had. Yeah, yeah. So that 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 was a big separation still. It even was. Those 10 minutes, it was. Right? I didn't know at at that time. I wasn't even picturing you know going to Hawaii and her being on the East Coast. But we've made yeah. it, and uh, for this next duty station, I'll only be an hour and a half from yeah. her. So that's pretty awesome. And so Bob mentioned it in your in his prayer that you're moving to Maryland, and that's because of the military, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well. Uh, if, Molly's not going to share this, but she's well accomplished. You know, she has a, if I understand it, a doctorate or... Uh, On Monday, I graduate. Monday, you graduate. There yes. you go. Yeah. So it's Dr. Molly. And <laughs> and you're a, um, an officer, too, in the military, in the Army. Yes, Army Public Health Nurse. Army, okay, Public Health Nurse. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh. Major. Major. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah. Oh, stop. <laughs> Well accomplished. Well, I think people need to know that because they, we need to know who you are, you know. And, and that's one of the reasons why we're doing these quarterly uh, experiencing God's moments is because, you know, it, church can sometimes be so superficial. I really want us to know who we are, you know, on how God has led in our lives. So in that regard, Molly, uh, let's go ahead and jump right into it. How have you experienced God in your life? You, you shared that there were two main events that you uh, that really stuck out for you? What were those yes. events? Yes, so the first one that really stuck out to me was seeing my dad and his journey in faith. And then the second was my pretty relatively recent divorce um, from 2020 to 2022 were probably some of the hardest hardest days of my life. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, 
Here we are. And here we are. Now, I know faith is very important to you. Before we go into the details of those two experiences, can you set the foundation for us by telling us how your faith in God even began? Yes. So growing up, my mom took the five of us, there were five children total, to church every weekend, mm-hmm. uh, and that's where I remember my first you know, exposure. We went to Sabbath school every weekend. My dad was uh, an atheist at that time. I could remember him, you know saying not the nicest things as she walked out the door with the five kids to church. Mm-hmm. And we, I just remember going to uh, doing a lot of fun activities, looking forward to going to Sabbath school to see my friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played basketball, went hiking, did a couple camps together. And um, it, was, it was a really great place to be. Everyone was always so uh, accepting and Mm -hmm. so loving. And um, yeah, that's, that's, that's where it began with mom, with mom, with mom. Yeah, it's very true. You know, uh, as I get to hear testimonies of, of people, it never surprises me that experiencing God starts with someone close to you. It can be a best friend. It can be a parent or a sibling, right? And, mm-hmm. and so you, you continue that, that um, I don't want to say trend it's because it's not a trend. You continue that, that line of how through the love that we have with others, um, they, they, they then can bring us closer to God. Mm-hmm. So that's so awesome. I'm glad your mom was so instrumental. So let's go back to your dad. Uh, what was your experience of your dad as a child or as you grew up? So sweet, sweet old dad. <laughs> he didn't used to be so sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so let's see, dad... He, as we, you know, went off to church, he'd grumble and mumble, and that went on for years and years, and my mom would always, you know, at church, they'd ask for prayer requests, and she'd raise her hand, I'd like Mm -hmm. to pray for my husband, Gene, and she'd pray for him at home, and then she'd talk to us just about praying for him, and this went on for years and years and years, Mm -hmm. and nothing seemed to change. Uh, He was an alcoholic also, and... um, it just instead of improving, it just seemed to things seemed to you know get worse at home, um, and I just didn't see. I, I was like, "Mom, why are you doing this? I don't see any change." And that was just the beginning lessons of patience for me uh-huh. and for her. I'm sure she she got some too. Um, and do you want me to fast forward or? Yeah, let's give us a preview of that okay. and we'll connect it to your second. All right. Uh, so I come home from college one day and I see my dad praying and I'm like, who are you? What are you doing? Are you OK? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he had started going to church with my mom, which like 10 years ago I would never have imagined that. Right, yeah. Uh, He's become a pillar for his church, uh, Smith Mountain Lake 
Seventh-day mm-hmm. Adventist, wow. and he's actually done a couple sermons, and uh, he's just a completely different, it was a 180. Wow. What, what do you think led to that change? I think answered prayers. <laughs> yeah, amen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my mom's faith, her trust in God, mm-hmm. and love. It, it, yeah. I think it all comes back to love. Yeah, yeah. And the patience that you had with him. I think maybe if uh, uh, if you guys were hard on dad, that probably would have pushed him out, right? But uh, the patience and the love that you guys had for him... I, if if it, if it was his testimony, Tom, I would ask him, and I bet his answer would be, it was because of the love that I got from my family and, and from, from God. That, yeah, amen. That's good. So now uh, moving on to another man in your life. This was your ex-husband. Um, you shared with me in uh, in my office that you, one of the strong experiences you have you had of God was not only when he touched your dad's heart, but also this experience that you had with your ex-husband. How did you experience God in that moment with your ex-husband? So it was a long, it's still a long, long moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in 2019, I received last-minute orders to go to Korea for a year unaccompanied. So that means I go, my family stays where they are. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I had about a month to get ready and go. Mm -hmm. I went to Korea, and then about halfway through that, I mean, a year is a long time. Uh, Halfway through, I could could feel like the relationship was on the rocks. Um, And then the COVID pandemic hit, and I was the only active-duty public health nurse in the southern region and overseeing 10,000 beneficiaries during the height of the pandemic. I was working 5 a.m. to 11 at night and then having to go in to do a 2 a.m. report. It was really demanding, um, and I couldn't be there the way he wanted me to be there. And Mm -hmm. so there were accusations of, you know, things I was was or wasn't doing, um, but I was working around the clock, um, experienced a little bit of burnout, Mm -hmm. and uh, I got a text one morning when I woke up from my now ex, surprised we made it home. I actually have a box of Kleenex that I forgot to bring up with me. Thank you. And um, it was a picture of Kyu and Kai at the Honolulu airport. They were at the airport. Because he's from Hawaii. Okay. Uh, and then it just kind of went, you know, downhill from there. So... At this time, you were living where? In I was in Korea. He in was supposed to be... At no, but Kyu and Kai were... They where? were in Missouri. Missouri. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Uh where they were going to school mm-hmm. and had a house. Uh, so <clears throat> came back to the States, you know, <clears throat> tried to work things out, arrived to Colorado, realized, you know, things aren't, mm-hmm. aren't going to work out. Um, and 
there were things that came out when I was with the boys. <clears throat> you know, they, they went through some difficult times. Sure. Um, there was some physical abuse that occurred while I was gone that they had to seek tr- treatment for. And, um, again, going back to love, I'll do anything for my kids. Sure, yeah. And they're just, uh, I'd be lost without them. Yeah. I think your tears say a lot <laughs> of that moment. Can you, can you briefly share with us, because I'm not a parent, can you tell us what it's like to find out that your child has been taken away from their home it's, you know what, it's devastating, but in that moment, I knew I, I had this job to do in Korea. I could not, fit, like, mm-hmm. there was nothing that I could do mm-hmm. at that time to get the kids to make sure that they went back home. To, mm-hmm. um, and my, my, sis, <laughs> my sister would send me <coughs> Bible studies that I do when I got home from work. Mm-hmm. And she knows, like, I'm pretty simple-minded. They were filling, look up these verses and fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. And I just love them because they gave me, in that time of darkness, they gave me that little light of hope. Like, yeah. something's got to give. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it's... I don't. <laughs> it was uh, it was uplifting, I would imagine, right? It as, was. As it she was. gave you those Bible studies, and mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's what what life is all about. That when you get those challenges and and those moments, if I'm hearing you correctly, how you experience God during this rocky time in your relationship with your ex husband was your sister giving you a light of hope. Right. Yes. Uh, saying, yep. "Hey, um, God is still with you. God mm-hmm. has not left you." Mm-hmm. And and how appropriate and how timely. I know. You know. Uh, so, so your relationship with your ex husband at this point, um, there, it, it's going downhill. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there any steps that you felt that you needed to take to reconcile the relationship? And if so, how did he respond to that? Yes, so I realized, you know, I could have done better at communicating. So I signed us up for marriage counseling once we got to Colorado. Um, You see how that worked out. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I just, you know, we had all these plans for the future. Mm -hmm. You just, you get focused on, well, this is, X, Y, and Z. These are what's going to happen down the road. Mm-hmm. I'm going to plan for this or that. And, I mean, blessing. I've, I think I've become more flexible and patience. Mm-hmm. And I got, I've gotten a lot of lessons along the way. Yeah. 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 And I, I think that's perhaps maybe... I don't know how much you would agree to this, but maybe that's why God allows us to to go through challenges Mm -hmm. uh, so that way we can receive those blessings. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a blessing unless there was a struggle for it, right? Mm -hmm. I think it comes back to timing again. Uh, So this whole process to 
even go to school started back in 2018 mm. when I had to take the GREs, uh, apply, write papers to even be considered to go to school. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And then the kids were in hybrid school, so they were at home Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays doing school. And I don't know how I would have juggled all of that mm, yeah. if, you know, I did not have a flexible school schedule myself. So it's just everything fell into place. Yeah. And you don't realize it until you look in hindsight. Yeah, yeah. If I'm following correctly, what I'm hearing you say is um, through the course of that pandemic, while you're out in Korea doing your work, um, your husband is taking care of the boys, and then all the while your relationship with him is mm-hmm. you're you're drifting apart. Right. I think that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I hear this appreciation in your voice and in your heart of how God perhaps foresaw all of this and said, "Well, here is how I'm going to help you through your sister, uh, through the timing of you getting back." Um, stateside and then here in Colorado Mm -hmm. and then I think that's when you connected with the church family is when you finally came here you yeah you started going here that was another amazing thing is the people I've met in Colorado like everyone I've met has been so friendly I happened to move into this great neighborhood Mm -hmm. and have the best neighbors Mm -hmm. hi Paul and Terry and Mr. Dan, thank you so much. They took us in like family. Uh, I've met just so many wonderful people, and it seems like just the timing of everything, you know, again, everything just fell into place. Yeah. Uh, I've always liked to say this, Molly, that there's always four times more blessings than the challenges itself. One can even say there could even be eight times more the blessings than the challenge itself. And you were just able to list out all of these different blessings through the ordeal that you faced in your life. Now, now I'm going to circle back to your dad because this is how the picture all comes together. Uh, through the time, um, through the divorce that you're experiencing with your ex-husband, your dad played, played a major role as far as uh, y- your, yes. your spirits, right? Uh, yes. How what was that experience like? How did he help you out? So, dear sweet dad, I used to be scared of him. I still okay. am a little bit. <laughs> he was he was the disciplinary one. Sure. If I wanted anything, I went to mom. And mm-hmm. if she said maybe, that meant or go ask. If she said go ask your dad, that meant no. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, no. But she couldn't tell you no, so she's gonna have uh, your dad say no for you or for her. No, but I I remember. He's become so open-minded. He's become Mm -hmm. so gentle, and he's that strong, silent type. Um, So I would call him bawling from Korea, not knowing, you know, what's going on, because my job's crazy, my home life's crazy. And he was just that steady, gentle voice of reason, Mm. Molly just do the right thing, have faith, and everything's going to work out. Mm. And that's the you know same message my mom and my sister have given me repeatedly. Yeah. Uh, you know, just have faith. 
Mm-hmm. Every trust in timing, things will work out. Right. And um, they've, I mean, they've flown in for all of my major events. They're here today. Thank you. And my dad was here, so my divorce hearing actually was postponed three times. So my divorce lasted over two years. Wow. The whole process the of, whole, okay. The process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when the hearing finally came, it was last June, my dad flew in. And, you know, there were mo- multiple investigations. There were multiple allegations mm-hmm. and things um, that I had to disprove. And... he's the type of person like you just want to make him proud you know uh and he looked at me and he said molly whatever i hear or whatever the outcome is it won't change the way that i love you Mm. and that's like i've never heard (laughs) yeah i mean if he says a compliment to me i write it down because that's how rare it is <laughs> but but because of the rarity, that's how special it is it too, was really right? Special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I was like, Dad, don't make me cry right before I have to get on, you know, this this court hearing. But yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. You know, affirmation goes such a long way, and I think that's what your dad gave you. And and when your when your life is in pieces, and this is a lesson for all of us. And let's affirm one another, right? Mm-hmm. And and to get it from your dad—that's such a such a testimony, you know, such a testament of of love. You know, when I think of of affirmation, my mind always goes back to Jesus before he was tempted by the devil for forty days. Do you remember what happened in the Bible, Matthew chapter three, the end of chapter three? Jesus is baptized, and his father speaks up and says, "This is my son, whom I love, and am very well." Uh, pleased with right then he goes into the temptation and what does the devil do he says if you are the son of god had he not received that affirmation from god maybe he wouldn't have had the strength right Mm -hmm. so you get this affirmation from your dad now here's what i love about this story because you started your experience of god or the two main uh the two main stories that you wanted to share with us today was your atheist dad, as well as your ex-husband. And because of your mom's faithfulness, as well as your sister's faithfulness, and your faithfulness for your love for your dad, he becomes a believer. And then this newfound believer is the one that becomes a pillar for you Mm -hmm. in your divorce. I know. How does that make you feel? As far as like your, the whole view on how God works. It's, I don't even know the words. It's just be patient and you'll see God work yeah. and do amazing, unbelievable things. And I'm just, I'm very blessed and grateful. Yeah. You know, that's good. Yeah. You, you are blessed and we've been blessed by you, Kiyo and Kai. And having your family here, even for just a short while, we've been blessed by them. But, but we're going to miss you a lot, Molly. Uh, Keo and Kai, we're going to miss you guys. Now, don't be a stranger. If you're in Colorado, please let us know. Um, I, all of Anyone here would love to open your, their home to you. And, you know, Bobby and I would open our home to you guys. And you, could, you guys could crash at our place. Watch definitely. out. You're going to look out one day. They'll be riding your horses. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> They're welcome to ride our, our horses. 
Uh, so we're going to miss you uh, all, and we um, wish you the best, and, uh, and I know God will continue to work in your life and for you to be an impact to other people's, uh, uh, to other people's lives. Uh, so at this moment, uh, tell us, uh, as we conclude, uh, what happens next for you? You're going to Maryland. Uh, what does the next six months to a year look like for you? So I am going to the Army Public Health Center, Mm -hmm. which is basically the hub for Army Public Health, Mm -hmm. and I'll be doing research and policy development uh, for the tri-services, so that's Army, Navy, Air Force, they want to kind of combine those Mm -hmm. service policies together, and so that's what I'll be working on, Um, and hopefully my doctoral project will be published after a couple edits. Wow. Um, and so... Can I find that on Amazon once it's published? You can find it in the Public Health Nursing Journal. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> it's going to be published there. Cool, awesome. But, yes, thank you, boys, yeah. for just making life so rich. Mm, that's, a, that's a good word, rich, for you. Now, we're not going to... Uh, let you leave us without, you know, we just wanted to give a, if I can invite Renee. Renee is one of our elders, and if Renee can come up here. So, we have just a, a few things for y'all. And so, <gasps> yes. Okay. Here we go. This is, oh. This is for you so that you have something special to remember Castle Rock and Castle Rock Church by. You You can open that. There's a card for you in there, too, that members have signed. And if you haven't, please see Molly. (laughs) Give her your well wishes. Mm -hmm. And Kai and Keel, there's something in there for you, too, that I think you will like and enjoy as you... Head on out to Maryland, and we want to send our love with you you. and Mm -hmm. wish you our best. And, yes, do come back to visit. We'd be glad to have you. Now, Renee, don't leave. I was going to ask the other elders to come up here, and if we can just do a laying of hands on you, Molly, if that's okay, so we can pray for you and and, uh, as you go on your next journey. So if Jose and and Rick can come up here, Dave would be here. Uh, to lay hands too, but he's sick with COVID, so we'll keep him in prayer. So that nasty bug. Hmm. Or maybe I'll go up here, right? Because you're taller than me. So, you know, I was told that I, uh, when I was five nine in eighth grade, they thought I was going to get to like six one. I stayed at five nine. So, well, this is about Molly, anyways. Molly, thank you so much for everything that you've done. Um, if you don't know. Uh, Molly was very impactful in uh, through the uh, children's program here. She was a teacher for the kids here at our church. And she also helped participate in many of the other events and activities that we had. So so we're going to really miss you so much. But um, where you're going, they're going to be blessed by your presence. Here's the uh, text that Molly wanted me to share with y'all. Deuteronomy 31, verse 6. May you be inspired by Molly's story, but may you also be inspired by this text. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. God bless you all.